Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Nick as well. So, it's kind of been a shitty week, I would say. Yeah, what, uh, what a start to 2021. We thought it was going to be a new year, a different year. Yeah, normally uh, when we include politics in our podcasts, we'll try and throw it at the back. Uh, but we felt it was kind of difficult if we're going to talk about politics to start with some more lively things. Uh, so we're just going to jump straight into what the fuck? Yeah, wait, what happened? Did something happen? Ha uh, ha. <laughs> uh, I can tell you what did happen uh, was literally an attempt to overthrow our government. Like things that you would see um, in a movie about overthrowing our government uh, or something that the United States has reported on in other countries and said, thank God we live in America where this will never happen. And then it fucking happened. So I can say personally, um, I'm in that camp of correct people uh, who say that this comes from Trump uh, and fellow Republicans who were just spewing all of this shit about the election being rigged and we won and they're stealing it from us and all this shit that has just been completely uh, proven to be incorrect. Uh, and the courts have said, you don't have any evidence. This is complete nonsense. And, you know, you've got at that rally of whatever the hell they called it before uh, they stormed the Capitol, you have Giuliani saying, uh, let's do trial by combat. Uh, earlier in the week, I think it was at a thing in Georgia, you have Cruz calling mm. the people uh, patriots and referring to them and alluding to the revolution and battles of the revolution specifically. Uh, and you just have this kind of discussion uh, in terms of people going to war to protect their country. Their country is being taken from them and they need to protect it with violence. Uh, so you're riling up these people who already were pretty on edge. I mean, think about in 2020, a group of people from one uh, side of the spectrum attempted to kidnap the governor of a state. And that was not the liberal elite. That was not Nancy Pelosi. Um, that was Trump's people. This shit has happened before on smaller scales. Uh, and then when you have him and all of these other idiots saying this stuff also just fuck ted cruz gonna just oh yeah yeah no you um that might be a recurring theme on this podcast or something. this de-aged uh version of grandpa from the monsters looking fucker saying all of this shit and then still afterwards uh contesting the results uh when they're trying to verify them he's it's just un-american so you can talk now <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I mean, totally agree with um, just everything you're saying. Uh, curse words and all. It's just, um, Our podcast has an E next to it, so I think that means we can <laughs> say whatever we want. I... It's how you know it's good. Um, yeah, no, it's just something I never thought I would see in my lifetime or you know, in future generations. Um, I mean, this is something that hasn't happened um you know having a breach in the capitol the building itself it hasn't happened since um 
1814, you know, during the War of 1812. And just seeing something like this happen in front of your eyes um, was, was wild. I mean, I remember, you know, at first I was watching CNN when they were certifying the results. And I switched the channel to something else because I was, Mitch McConnell was speaking and I, I just got bored. And then my brother was like, oh, are you watching CNN? I'm like, well, what's going on? <laughs> Um, so I switch over, I just see the, the, the crowds of people outside. I'm like, wow, a lot changed in 20 minutes. Um, but it was just crazy to see these, uh, you know, call them what they are, uh, insurrectionists, um, uh, storming the Capitol. And that was just a very scary moment. Um, and through their efforts, nothing changed. And if anything, they swayed the minds of um, uh, some Republicans who were, you know, at one point probably going to, to contest the results. Um, but this kind of helps seal the deal uh, in the other direction, um, just showing the lengths that they'll go. Um, and no, it's just, it was a sad sight to see for our country. And um, yeah, it is really disheartening to see. But you know, what really, for me, what really made it upsetting is just the, the, uh, the misinformation just being spewed by um, sitting members of, of Congress, um, particularly um, Matt Gates. Um, uh, it's just, you know, continue, uh, using false information, false uh, articles from um, uh, not a great source. I've heard the exact uh, quote unquote news source, but basically saying these are, you know, this is Antifa, you know, um, kind of dressed up to look like Trump supporters. And here's our facial recognition um, software algorithm analysis that, that, that shows this. And if you look deeper into this, uh, I forget the exact name, but there's a thread on Twitter that did, did a 10 minute uh, investigation into this. And it's literally just two people who have this uh, business, this facial recognition business, if you could even call it that, that basically just put uh, colored boxes around things that they think tell a story and around these images. and. A lot of times they forget what their line of business is and they circle things that aren't faces. And it's just really obvious <laughs> that they actually don't have facial recognition algorithm. But anyway, they're um, perpetuating these rumors that you know this was Antifa and it's just wrong. And there were people who were debunking this and they were just getting images from sources that made it seem like uh, it was from like uh, certain articles that were like on Antifa websites, but it was talking about um, know white supremacy groups that these people were a part of that fully support Trump and so that 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 really just gets me upset when a city member will use their time um when certifying election results to spew this misinformation um so for me that's what I, I mean I, the, the whole day was um I was upset the whole day but that really uh really set me off uh at the end of the day there hearing that um and nothing will come about from spreading that um they'll just go on and, you know, have his supporters uh, vote for him. But I don't know. I just thought that was, that was an awful end to the day. And I, but, and I, I think that's a huge issue in this whole situation in this last four or five years uh, is that there is no accountability uh, in government when you have these ridiculous people just throw out off the cuff one of these stupid conspiracies that are easily debunked uh, because then Later on, they can just say, oh, I misspoke or, oh, you took it out of context. But the people who listen to them, they hear it when they say it. You can't take that back. You know, Trump will say something 
that's blatantly untrue and then he can try and backpedal later but he threw it out there people heard it and people ran with it and that kind of shit keeps happening and that's what gets us where we are yeah and i think for some aspects of life social media is fine it does what it does um but it's just really scary seeing how it can be abused and people will solely get their information from it um, and use that to inform their decisions. And that's rife with um, you know, false information and uh, yeah, ways to corrupt people. So um, it, for me, that's just the saddest part here. So I want to talk about what happens next, because I know that's what the news cycles are on right now is you know, we've seen what happened in real time. Now we're trying to figure out, one, how was it that people were able to get into the fucking Capitol building, uh, which should not have been able to happen. Which, and yeah, let me just add to that real quick. Um, I mean, was it, I don't know, we knew there was going to be something happening on January 6th. It was alluded to by, um, you know, all of his supporters. And, you know, was, you'd think there would be some increased security presence. But anyway, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that. Um, seen multiple different uh, suggestions as to why that happened. Uh, but regardless of how it happened, it happened. Uh, so now there needs to be investigations into how that happened. Uh, and if people were uh, negligent, they should be held responsible. I know there's already um, calls for the Sergeant of Arms to resign. The I think it's the House one already said that he's going to, the Senate one. Yes. Chuck Schumer called for, uh, they're calling for the Capitol Police Chief to resign, things like that. I think he is resigning too. I think that was confirmed at the end of the And so first and foremost, got to figure out for security reasons uh, why that happened uh, and what to do going forward. Uh, and I do unfortunately think that we could end up in a situation where, um, you know, nobody's going to be allowed in the Capitol, things like that, uh, which yeah. I have not gotten uh, a tour of the Capitol yet and that was something on my oh, yeah. list uh, and I could see that potentially not being a thing uh, anymore that's unfortunate. yeah that's true and then in terms of what to do uh, with the president people keep talking about the 25th amendment and I don't think anything's going to come of that and I don't think anything really could come of that um, so I already knew a little bit about this part of the 25th amendment because I briefly would teach it uh, but I've learned a lot more in the last 24 hours. Oh, really? Because we don't really need to go into that much detail about it. I would just tell, like, 25th Amendment deals with what to do if the president is uh, incapacitated or can't serve. Uh, so the specific section of the 25th Amendment that they're talking about deals with what happens if the president is unable to serve um, and they need to figure out who to, who's in charge. Uh, and so this one basically... This section basically says that uh, the vice president can get together with the cabinet members, uh, and if a majority of them agree, they can write a letter, send it to Congress. Uh, Congress will then evaluate it. But, and this is why this is supposed to be for if the president is incapacitated, um, because the president can then write a letter and send it to Congress saying, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm totally fine to do my job. And then Congress has to basically figure out, uh, and I think I heard that they said they have 21 days to figure it out. So they have like a hearing or investigation or something to decide if the president is capable 
of continuing. Uh, and I'm pretty sure if I'm not sure if I'm correct, but I think that they mentioned during that investigation period, Pence would then be president. So it's kind of like they don't necessarily think that uh, the president would get kicked out of office, but the president wouldn't have his powers for the remainder of his term. Pence would be president. Um, but again, that opens up a whole other issue of two, like multiple people trying to be president at the same time. Uh, and again, the, that part of the 25th Amendment was supposed to be for if the president cannot uh, fulfill the duties. What we have right now is a president who is using his power uh, to incite people to overthrow the government. Right. So he's not technically incapable of using it. He's just using it in an absolute batshit crazy, uh, un-American way. But he is using his powers. So I don't think that that would work. I am fully in favor of impeachment again, though. Mm -hmm. uh, people are saying there's not enough time. There's 13 days. When we're recording, there's 13 days. Um, they can't do impeachment in time. If Amy Coney Barrett can be announced, nominated, and then put on the Supreme Court in 30 days, which had never happened before, he can be impeached in 13 days. Even if he's leaving office the day before he's supposed to leave the office, uh, that's assuming senators would actually uh, do it. And then if they don't, that's just another reason to show how un-American they are. Um, even if he's kicked out the day before, that still says to the American people, he is held accountable for what happened here. There needs to be some sort of punishment because even if they say, well, he's leaving office in 13 days, uh, let's just ride it out and then he'll be gone. That is saying we are not going to do anything about what he just did. Uh, and regardless of what happens, at least try and say we impeached him again. The Senate did not fulfill their duties, but we still attempted to punish him for what happened. Right. And it definitely seems like a clear and cut case <laughs> with uh, everything that happened. Um, but I, also, if they are able to convict as well, in addition to the impeachment, I think that would, if I understand this correctly, feel free to correct me. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Um, but I think this can prevent him. I think uh, this precludes you from being able to run for president in the future. So if he was thinking of a second think term, so, yeah. this would prevent that from happening, which is always a plus. Just seeing with how many people would run. But then he's also now talking about uh, the idea of pardoning himself and all of a this pardon, shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like there hasn't been another situation in history where you have all of these like constitutional experts trying to figure out what the hell would happen <laughs> because they don't know because this stuff is like, it doesn't happen. This is, yeah, this is... Like wow. nobody's ever been impeached Unique. twice. He could potentially be the first one to be impeached twice. No one's ever been impeached and convicted. So even if he was impeached and convicted, nobody president, uh, no presidents have been impeached and convicted. So wow. they would have, it would be new territory, even if he were impeached and convicted. So it's, I mean, you know how much I've hated this term Mm -hmm. uh, but it is unprecedented. All of the stuff that's happened in okay. his presidency, um, you know, like you mentioned before, no attacks on the Capitol uh, since the War of 1812, which like I spent like a day on the War of 1812 in school. <laughs> like it's not a thing that we like talk about that much. And the fact that we have to like refer to the War of 1812 right now is ridiculous. Right. Uh, and 
that's just how this presidency has gone. And I don't think that it deserves to end the way every other presidency has ended because of how unprecedented uh, it is. It needs to end before January 20th. Yeah. And even though, so at the time of recording this, um, you know, recently today, he did say that he did agree to a transition of some sort. Um, did acknowledge that there is an incoming administration, which is something new. Um, however, it's still really scary what could happen in the 13 or so days um, left in this term, especially, you know, all the, th- all, all the things going through his head. Um, I, I, probably one subject at a time, I guess, but it's just like thinking about self-pardon, you know, um, and all this, all these different uh, unique ways he's trying to get out of uh, being convicted. And yeah, um, yeah, just crazy times we're living in right now. Every, and you just brought up the video, uh, and I watched the video because I got a news alert that said he conceded, and I watched the video. Oh, did you? Okay. Uh, and I, yes, he said there's a new administration coming in, but he still also said, I won this election. Yeah. And that's what he keeps doing. Even when he told everybody to go home, he said, go home. I know you're upset. I understand you're upset because I won this election and they took it from us. He's, he's like... When you try and apologize and you say, I'm sorry, but, and then you tell the other person uh, what they did that pissed you off. Yes. And that's not, that's not an apology. Him saying somebody else is coming into the office, but I won the election is not conceding. And he need like, people need to call him on that and everything he's doing by saying, oh, well, you know, I told them to go home, but you told them to go home and they have every right to be upset because I won this election. And that's the shit that started this. Yeah, and <laughs> let's just go back to that previous uh, uh, video he had where it was that the one thing he said in that that I could get behind was everyone going home. Um, but everything else is just just crazy. And just what really got to me there was uh, uh, saying he loves them and that they're special. Um, that's what just really threw me. Um, but it was Antifa. So he... He, exactly. It, so just, Donald Trump loves Antifa. The mental gymnastics that these people go through on a daily basis, I just, to me, just seems so exhausting. I, I don't know how they do it. Um, it it's wild to me. I think people are starting to notice, like, oh, I don't know. It, it, it's just wild stuff. And like in in their mind, they think they're patriots. They think they're, uh, you know, starting a revolution, and. It's just what they did was deeply unpatriotic and just shameful. Um, And I don't think they'll ever see that. And in their minds, they'll go down the history books as being uh, patriots that had a a failed coup. Um, It's just wild. And I guess one thing I just wanted to mention, just from a a security standpoint, uh, I know we touched on this, but just thinking how many people were in that building, taking inventory of everything that was there that was possibly stolen, um, any uh, documents that are uh, not meant to be public. Um, you know, there's a famous photo of Nancy Pelosi's, uh, uh, a letter, you know, addressed to Nancy Pelosi being taken off her desk. And there's, uh, I mean, a picture of someone's face, you know, unmasked on Twitter. So, I mean, hopefully there'll be um, some convic- convictions there. Um, but it's just crazy to me that, you know, people had access to all this information, access to unlocked lap- uh, computers, laptops, and had access to all this information, um, this privileged information. So. Uh, I'm sure it's a headache for uh, 
through that. Um, anyone who has to deal with uh, any kind of security breaches. Um, and it's kind of scary if anything did get out. You talking about uh, the Nancy Pelosi letter just reminded me uh, when Pelosi ripped the uh, State of the Union address mm-hmm. for the State of the Union. I know personally people who got upset by that saying that she's destroying government property. I remember that. So Where true. the hell are these people now? Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> like they literally broke in to the Capitol building, took shit, that guy walking around with the podium. Yeah. Like where are the people talking about destroying government property now? Also, thank you. Uh, yes. When people were saying you can't tear down these monuments because it's government property and Trump was like trying to protect the government property. Well, you know, there should be 10 year convictions for that. Um, and this is the this is the, the base that that, uh, you know, had those opinions that, you know, hated the protesters that, you know, let's be like those protests that they that they hated were uh, were peaceful. Most of them were peaceful, um, you know, until police got involved. Um, and I just feel like. You know, just this is the same crowd that denounced those protests, denounced the destruction of, of property. Um, and here they are doing the same thing they tested um, months ago. And it's just the hypocrisy is very palatable. And I've even seen uh, people, like we were talking about before, when Trump is not actually uh, condemning things properly, I've seen and heard other Republicans simultaneously condemning uh, the violence uh, and the rioters that stormed the Capitol by saying, but this is what happens when you have a summer of these uh, liberals attacking and destroying and all this stuff in the protests. So by saying, you know, they shouldn't have stormed the Capitol, but also look at what these people, uh, and they're specifically targeting uh, Black Lives Matter groups and things yeah. like that. Uh, and I mean, Everybody is starting, or everybody sees uh, that really what they're just saying is, you know, if they could do it, we can do it. But in reality, what was happening over the summers was protests against injustice. Uh, and what happened at the Capitol was a protest against a free and fair election. Yeah. So one was people there. fighting for basic human rights <laughs> and not fighting. I, that's a, not a good choice of words. Marching, peacefully protesting. Uh, with, um, you know, there was some incidents that happened, obviously, uh, but you didn't have a group of people storming the Capitol. And I don't know how you can compare the two things. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. All because you're a sore loser, your side lost, <laughs> deal with it in a healthy way. But no, they can't. Should we move on? I guess we should move on. Um, All right. Was- there is no appropriate way to transition <laughs> but yeah but hey that loudest event just that's what happened in the, that's what recently happened we just had to talk about it um we we fully yeah. recognize that everything that we discuss from here on uh pales in comparison uh and has you know no importance compared to what we previously discussed <sighs> uh that being said we are going to transition uh, to our typical podcast stuff. scheduled program, yeah. We've got some movies, TV, some trivia, some sports. Uh, but before all of that, happy birthday. Oh, is that to me? Oh, Yes, that is to Why, you. thank you. Yes, it is currently my birthday. I am a few birthday beers in already. So yes, I am currently drinking during this 
It's the only way to get through this week, which is so appropriate for when we get to our trivia, which is alcohol trivia. Exactly. That's kind of our theme here. And uh, yeah, what um, I'm definitely going to need to buy you some more alcohol, especially whatever happened yesterday, Um, just to to get through this this final couple weeks. um, Definitely need a lot more alcohol, but definitely enjoying it on my birthday. You need alcohol and you need to just sit back and relax with some of your guilty pleasures. Do you see what I did there? I see what you did there. I loved it. So our movie and television segment today, we are talking about some of our guilty pleasures uh, in movies and televisions. I feel like I should specify. I know I said this is. I know I said. I know I said that this was the movies and TV section, but I wanted to specify that that's what we're talking about for guilty pleasures. When I thought about guilty pleasures, I'm thinking about things that are bad or things that people say are bad and will judge you for liking. Uh, And I'm even saying I can acknowledge that these things are bad, uh, but sometimes they're just fun to watch. That's kind of what I took guilty pleasure. How did you, how did you take it? Yeah, no, no, I took it, um, I guess maybe mine would maybe a looser definition. I feel like for me, it's something that I enjoy that I wouldn't expect others to like enjoy, but maybe wouldn't necessarily judge me, but they wouldn't um, think that was something I was into or um, or like enjoyed watching. Um, but there's definitely uh, definitely things, um, but these are definitely things that maybe I wouldn't advertise right away to people. But. Not that they're bad, but it's just like, oh yeah, I'm into that. And that's okay. Right? Let's do TV first. Do you want to switch TV. it up? I think we did movie let's, stuff last time. Let's switch it up. All right. I I know I just said that I like had this definition of what um, I consider guilty pleasures. And I think my first one fits that. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I used to like watch it when it was on. And I will admit that I got to the point where I actually knew what day the new episodes aired and i watched the new episodes on the day that they aired wow uh no one does it anymore and that is uh briefly uh my 600 pound life wow okay yeah so the show follows uh people who are severely overweight uh and i think i kind of just liked watching their journey uh and it so i was kind of like in a you know in a good way that i'm taking this i liked seeing their journey uh, to become uh, healthier and try and increase their lives uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, get their health so that they can live longer. But also, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to put myself uh, in the same position, but as someone who did uh, lose a decent amount of weight, I mean, people on this show lose hundreds of pounds. So I'm not trying to say that I have as much uh, ability, but as someone who has lost a lot of weight, and I just did it again. As someone who has lost weight, um, things just become easier health-wise. It's just a fact. Right. You know, you feel better. Um, you're less tired, things like that. So I just appreciate the stories. Uh, and a lot of the people, uh, their weight gain stems from some sort of traumatic experience. So it's nice to understand, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone that's severely overweight is just... Um, you know, loves food and loves going out and eating food. Sometimes it is very much a coping mechanism. Uh, so, you know, now I've hopefully made everybody feel bad uh, for judging my guilty pleasure because now I've actually turned it around. Uh, I don't know. My, I have one other one. And my other guilty yeah. pleasure, I don't feel bad about watching at all. And I don't 
care how people feel because I genuinely enjoy it. And I know a lot of people enjoy it. Uh, and that is Grey's Anatomy. I know Grey's Anatomy has been on for a long time. And, uh, you know, probably one too many plane crashes for a a realistic hospital story. It kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Uh, But if if you're invested in the characters like I am, uh, and I will say I started watching because Reagan would watch it and I would come into the room and I'd make fun of it. Uh, and, <laughs> and then I would sit down and I'd keep watching. And then I would be like, who's that person? Or like, what's that story? Right. And then next thing you know, we had to go back and I watched all of it. And right, you, need, you need to know the whole picture in order to make the best jokes and to make fun of it, right? That's what you're going with? No, I mean, no, okay. I, I wish I could say that, it. but yeah, you really get sucked into it. And it's just, it's a good show. Shonda Rhimes knows her shit. Uh, and people should follow her lead because she clearly puts out some very <laughs> successful stuff because she's got this huge uh, media empire now. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just rocking it. So yeah, no, I will say though, I will, this isn't part of my list at all. So I, I'm kind of saying it now. But I, I, I kind of see where you come from with that. Um, there's a moment that, so... I think you know, the show Outlander, it, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, just has a certain appeal um, to a certain audience. Um, definitely not me. However, I did find myself getting into it um, uh, with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, uh, whenever it was popular at the height um, uh, of his popularity, you know, uh, she was watching it and uh, I was just like, sure, I'll kind of watch like maybe... I don't, know, I don't know exactly when it was, but halfway in, the, in a certain season, but I was like, oh, wait, this is interesting. Like, what's going on? And, you know, just trying to learn everything that's going, uh, that's happening and how they got there, why they got there. So anyway, I don't know. So that's to say it is actually on my Netflix queue, just waiting there for me to be really bored one day to just to see what it's all about. Are you, wait, are you talking about Grey's Anatomy? No, no, no. Oh, put Grey's Anatomy on there. No, I... I really can't. There's like 15 seasons or something, though. It takes like a long I know. time. <laughs> I think it's just, I just sometimes, I, at this point, I, I can't spend so much time on these, these shows that are that long. Uh, there's, there's just so much time. Um, I think there were certain episodes of Grey's Anatomy that's like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. I, I, and I, for a time there, for like a span of a few episodes, I was getting into it, I guess, for similar reasons. So I get that. So definitely not judge. Again, these are guilty pleasures. Nothing to judge here. We're, we're exactly. Judging. It, you like what you like um so but i understand where you're coming from that's all i wanted to say all right what do you got for tv for tv great um so yeah a couple things um first thing i'll, I'll just go with the first thing that is probably really will be really gross for some but for me it's uh uh dr uh, pimple popper uh, i'm sorry but uh just something so i'm not judging it's just super gross <laughs> i just find that shit really interesting and relieving in a weird way you know just being like a third party watching this this happen um but yeah no so for those who don't know dr sandra lee she is a dermatologist um and uh, a pretty good one at that and um you know she has these really extreme uh dermatology cases um that really are life-altering for um you know her patients and they just need need help and you know some of them could be life-threatening, you know, either cancerous um, or, uh, you know, just really altering and creating bad habits for them. But, you know, some people can't just feel ashamed to go out in public with some of the, the issues they're having. 
and she really tries her best to help them. So it's really cool to see that that humanity aspect of it. But uh, it's also relieving because they will show a lot of uh, the procedures that she does. Um, whether either that's like popping cysts, uh, which is really really cool to watch and again relieving, um, or like removing huge like lipomas um, that like really big ones too, and just like a buildup of of fat and other um, other tissue. And uh, it's it just it's a really interesting watch. It's just one of those things that if it's on, I'm like oh, I gotta watch it and see what's what's on there. I did go down a rabbit hole one time just watching YouTube videos of it. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just really interesting, and it, it's like a medical show. It's informative. The one thing I really don't appreciate, though, sometimes I think they do include, like, really disgusting, gross sound effects to kind of enhance the like, factor, and it's like, it's like, no, this can't make this noise, can it? Um, but maybe it does. I don't know. I'm not there, but it does sound a little fake. <laughs> um, That's one thing I don't really appreciate. See, I actually am super squeamish, and mm. like, you ask Greg, and I will actually, like, because Grey's Anatomy has a lot of like procedural stuff on it, obviously, Perfect. and I like can't watch that part. Oh, but that's uh, fake. This is real. Yeah, but it <laughs> it looks real. There was so there was one time where um there there cysts being removed, multiple cysts being removed from someone's head, and you, you know it's it's there for so long, it does create like this this well there, and you're like seeing the skin uh, once it's removed, you're seeing the skin kind of open or on the head too. So like you're looking at the skull. I'm like, oh, that's. It's pretty wild. Um, uh, and then there's one one of my favorite extractions. It's my, I don't know if that's probably, but it was like a 55-year-old blackhead that was in this grandmother's, uh, like, right around the, the lobe, like, right below the temple and right in front of the, the, the ear, the lobe there. Um, and just that extraction, because it was huge, uh, just with all that time to grow, but it was, like, calcified and uh, or petrified, and, like, it was hard as a rock, but it was just a really cool extraction. If you're into that kind of thing, I highly recommend you <laughs> go find that. This is so gross. So sorry. I to Can we it. move on to your next Moving on now to food-related things, obviously. <laughs> now we're talking about food. Delicious. <sighs> um, I feel like I might know where you're going, and I should have added maybe. it to mine. We'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe not, because this, I think, this specific show, um, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I would have to say it's Kitchen Nightmares, so Gordon Ramsay um, related. Okay. This is the American U.S. version. I think the UK version is great and is not a guilty pleasure, um, but the US version definitely is. It is something. This is a show definitely shows its age around like 2005, 2006, around like reality TV at that time. Overly dramatic for a US audience. It's just really crazy stuff. Really crazy, unnecessary sound effects. And I'll be honest, it's annoying to watch sometimes because of that. But I, I just keep coming back uh, just because. First off, I really like Gordon Ramsay. I know sometimes he says controversial things, um, uh, but no, I, I think he's genuinely a good person. I, I like um, like watching a lot of his other shows, um, but I think the U.S. version Kitchen Nightmares is uh, um, kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. It's something I wouldn't recommend to people unless they're also kind of into these uh, kind of cooking slash reality shows because you get to uh, see how certain restaurants operate. You're like, how did they possibly operate that way? It's so disgusting. And then you kind of think like, oh, maybe some of these are, um, you know, planted. You know, maybe they were told not to clean things. You know, because they have a, they have a, an incentive. You know, to make for good TV. You know, to get the uh, the proceeds. You know, from the, the network paying them to be on the show. Um, you know, since a lot of them are also in debt. But anyway, very good um, guilty pleasure for me and a 
uh, something like I'll always turn to. And yeah, I do follow the YouTube channel and like, we'll just, that's a lot of how I still kind of digest these episodes. It's like, oh, here's like a quick six minute bit of Ramsey hating all the food or liking some of the food. Oh, it's just, his reactions are great. Um, but yeah, it's just really crappy US TV, but um, I still think it's fun. When, as soon as you said food, I immediately thought that you were going uh, to a movie, to a show that I totally should have put on my list because I actually enjoy yeah. and I don't care what you say. Okay. Uh, not you, like the six listeners. I might have things to say. Um, you don't know. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy that show. Now, I will admit yes. uh, that the Guy Fieri part is my least favorite part. But okay. I just love that he goes around and like shows all of these restaurants and stuff. And I like keep a list of like all these places I want to go and try this food. And I think it's an yeah. amazing show. No, okay. So I agree. So I think that's borderline. Like, uh, it's like borderline, like, oh, something washable, but not a guilty pleasure. But I could see how it could be on this list. Um, but something I also do enjoy for, for those reasons. The, but there are some things like I just sometimes don't like his interaction with people. <laughs> I like him as a person, but sometimes, like, just some, I just feel like he can he be act- really awkward with people. Yeah, it's like as cartoonish as it may seem, yes. his persona. I do believe that he is a genuinely very good person yep. and a very nice person. And I've heard good things from like people who I've like watched videos who have like talked about meeting yeah. him and stuff. I've heard he's just like a really genuine person. Yeah. Uh, and so we should all take a a um lesson from shane torres and we should stop shitting on guy Vietti. yes oh my god one of my favorite bits please listen to that and also nickelback <laughs> which way. we don't do much music but if we we're doing guilty pleasure music i'll throw it out there i can say uh i listen to nickelback not like regularly but oh, like god. i have i've been to a nickelback concert if we want to admit that wow um, i don't know if you do yeah, I would have cut that. <laughs> there were a lot of people there, just to let you know. So, sure. I've always said that uh, Nickelback is the musical equivalent of pineapple on pizza. Mm. Uh, so many people hate it for no reason at all because it's yeah. Cold. I think that's an insult to pineapple on pizza. I'll be honest. All right. Do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any more TV shows, or are we on to movies? Uh, no, that actually wraps it up for TV. All right. So I have a few you know movies. I have a few movies on here. Uh, some of them I'm not going to go into detail. I'll just talk real quick about. Uh, I don't actually think that some of these are bad movies, but apparently okay. they get terrible reviews and ratings. Uh, so things like I'm interested to hear this. Deep Blue Sea apparently is very poorly rated, uh, but I think it's an enjoyable film about some big ass sharks attacking. I was people. Yeah, I was like, uh, isn't there like not... a scene with um, Samuel L. Jackson? Yes, Samuel okay, L. Jackson is in part of the movie. Uh, and he's in Why? several parts at some point. Okay. Um, so we're, we're on the same page. Okay. Uh, there was a movie from my childhood, uh, Small Soldiers. I don't know if you ever watched, uh, but it was about like these basically oh. knockoff GI Joes who uh, get these military grade microchips in them and they come to life and start trying to attack people. Uh, so super ridiculous. Wow. You know, shouldn't have been much of an issue, but they actually get super violent and are like stabbing. Hmm people's legs and stuff so i just enjoy that movie uh also the slasher movies friday the 13th mm. now that we've seen a few of those together <laughs> uh and the halloween movies not okay. 
traditionally good movies, but you know, especially around Halloween, to just sit back and watch them. Fun watch, yeah. Um, and now there's two movies that I'll talk a little bit. Actually, no, I can just throw this one out. Um, and people are going to be very upset with this, our six listeners. Uh, but I enjoy the 1997 film with 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and I will say probably the worst in the uh, universe of films. But again, 1997's Batman and Robin. The George, oh, no. The George Clooney Batman movie. Oh, the bat nipples? Oh, no. <laughs> the bat nipples. <laughs> I was a kid when it came out. Uh, and I remember watch like, I've seen it several times. And no, it's not a good movie. No, it, I, so I actually haven't seen it. Um, but I know, what? I know, I know. I, I, I know, like, all the, the memes, all the, all the... But is Arnold Schwarzenegger in that? Movie? Yes. He's yeah. Mr. Freeze, and he's got he's... all of those terrible cheesy puns yes that's what like everybody chill <laughs> i like didn't really do it arnold schwarzenegger impression but i feel like at the end i like decided to throw some in it was bad <laughs> you run thin ice i don't know if that's one but i tried to try my hand at it <laughs> that was also a bad impression <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you're a few beers in uh but yeah it's not a good movie um but i you know if i rewatched it today it's been it's been a, like maybe a couple of years since I've seen it. Uh, I would probably appreciate more how bad it is, but right. it's just I've every time I've seen it, I've you know enjoyed it so, to the. So correct aspect. me if I'm wrong. It, it's from what you said. So you've seen it when you're in your twenties recently. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, I've seen it. I didn't just like stop watching it as a kid, and I still remember like enjoying okay. it. I've I've watched it as an adult and enjoyed it. As a reminder. No judgment here. You know what? Hey, maybe if I watch it, I might, I might get some enjoyment from it just with how. No, I think you'd hate it. Cheeky. I don't know, like how cheesy. I guess going, maybe going back to like you know, um, you know, uh, some of the I don't know uh, jokes or whatever. Not really jokes, but um, just like kind of the feeling of the older Batman's. I don't know. But, so hey. this is my thought behind it. It's based off of. A comic book right so like if you didn't know that already the, yeah if, if you've never heard of batman <laughs> but you're familiar with the 1997 right. film batman and robin <laughs> it's based on a comic book so i feel like you know it should kind of get a little ridiculous sometimes uh, because i feel like and i don't know very much about comics as like the actual comics i know more about the film side of it um but i feel like it was not as popular back then to have like the dark graphic novels like that people would do i feel like it would just like the fun comics so i feel like this is like a if you took like a super fun ridiculous comic and then you turned it into a movie yeah and the reason why i say like kind of going back to like i guess the campiness of like uh, the, the ridiculousness, the campiness of like the older Batman. So I'm just thinking of like the shark, like shark repellent spray in like the 1966 uh, Batman movie. Know, right? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what the director was going for. Now just imagine that, but with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I always confuse, like I blend together uh, the Val Kilmer Batman movie with the George Clooney Batman movie. Okay. And I can never remember. I think Poison Ivy is in this one with George Clooney. I think, 
I think so. Yeah, I, I remember like her and Mr. Freeze. Yeah, so you've got I, Poison I Ivy. Watch. I don't know why I'm saying I remember. You've got Poison Ivy, and you've got um, Bane in it. Bane too. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a very strange Bane. Uh, if you're from, like, if you're used mm. to the Tom Hardy one. Um, yeah, isn't this one probably closer to the comics? Maybe I could be very wrong. I'm so sorry for those Batman fans, purists. I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm, I usually just wait for the comics to be turned into movies, and then that way right, I can't yeah. be disappointed. That's <laughs> no, all the same, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, 1997's Batman and Robin. Okay. I'm one of the 11%. That's not how <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes works. But <laughs> cool, though. Yeah, they just poll 100 people, and whoever likes it, right? Isn't it? Um, my other guilty pleasure... Um, which I want to preface by saying I'm not like going to see this opening weekend when it, every time it comes out. Uh, I actually haven't seen one in theaters for a while. I usually wait until, you know, they come to like on demand. Uh, but the Fast and the Furious franchise. I, okay. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. To me, and I feel like it's hard for me to find guilty pleasures because... I watch movies for different reasons. Right, I don't right, right. watch I don't watch Fast and the Furious movies to be like, I want a great plot. I want good acting. I want a great story. Uh, you know, I'm here for cinematography and the score. No, right. I, you're, you're I'm good. watching the Fast and the Furious movies to see ridiculously implausible, crazy shit happen. <laughs> yeah, you're not there trying to watch a movie for like, to see if it uh, gets an Academy Award, right? Yeah, and I will actually say, I think had they stopped after Fast Five, okay, it could have held up as a legitimate blockbuster action franchise. Although it really didn't get actiony until like the fourth and fifth ones. The, yeah. Remember when they were about like racing cars? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, about racing. Uh, and then. Cars. It's like the fourth and fifth one, they started to like try and put more action into it. And now they're like yeah. at the point where they actually kind of like don't want to race cars anymore, which oh, is. Oh, well, no. They're, aren't they like secret agents now? I don't know. Yeah, they're like, they're like spies and stuff. And I am. The world. Also, I would like to defend myself, even though I know there's not supposed to be any judgment. I have not seen Hobbs and Shaw. I'm just oh. going to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Um, and I didn't even see what the eighth movie until it had been out for like over a year, mm. but I, so I guess my guilty pleasure is more like one through five, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which are again, the better ones. And I, I loved when they brought the rock in, in the fifth one. Uh, I think that was super cool. That was cool. I think that was the first one I ever saw. <laughs> we saw it at, uh, Sykes together. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's when I saw it. And, um, I'll say I, I I did enjoy it too. I was uh, I'll be honest. Like even now, I'm still because I think I've seen the first few now um, up till five, and just recently I saw Tokyo Drift. Um, I still don't understand some of the timeline. I once you get after five, I don't know what the movies are. I don't even know that. I always forget they exist. Um, it's just very hard for me to follow. So and it's been sense. a while since I've seen the movies, but I want to yeah. say that it's like. One, two, four, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. I don't know if six or six or three. I know 
Tokyo Drift takes place after some of the other movies. Right, right. Because of Han. Uh, yeah, because of Han. And then, and then there's like a big reveal, which I'm not spoiling, any, spoiling anything because they give it away in the trailer to the newest one, that Han apparently is alive. Uh, oh my god, everyone is, no one dies in that. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the trailers for the new one. I'm going to watch it like way after it comes out. Uh, because this, I mean, even from the trailer, the plot is like Dom's brother is around and he's like a fucking super soldier. That's right. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. I wish we could see him. Uh, but we can't, unfortunately. Um, that's a John Cena joke, but I guess you have to know that John Cena (laughs) plays his brother for that joke. I mean, I didn't even know he was there i didn't know you had a brother i thought they were just talking to uh blankly uh so yeah that's another guilty pleasure of mine yeah, I, uh, I do own like the first like six of them so yeah although this is very subjective i think that is the correct answer <laughs> for a guilty pleasure <laughs> you like that better than batman and robin yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh i just <laughs> i don't know it's just bad but i guess i have to watch it to form a natural opinion I mean, I'm just following what the internet does. I don't know. All right, what do you got? Was there what I got? All right, mm-hmm. so for movies, um, I guess they're more uh, genres, maybe. Um, but I can get more specific. Um, I say maybe like I, I don't know exactly what you would call this, but like spy thrillers. Um, but mainly with like a main um, protagonist, you know. So something like James Bond series, um, Jason Bourne. Uh, the Bourne series, um, and even like Mission Impossible too. Um, so for me, for me, I'm watching these. I honestly, just, sorry, just you mean Mission Impossible also, or are you specifically referring to just Mission Impossible too? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's very true. A uh, very good point. Uh, all of the missions, that those those as well. Um, yeah, no, because uh, with um, the latest one that was released a little bit ago, I um. I kind of got really into because, you know, first marathons play. And I was kind of getting really into this. So I'd say maybe there's like th- uh, three franchises um, just to name something. But I think just that genre in general is something I tend to, to enjoy, even though I'm, I'm watching these movies with their very uh, heavy handed cliched um, plots and like invincible and in, uh, protagonist, mostly um, invincible uh, protagonist that, you know, they're going to, they're going to, quote unquote win um but i still find it very interesting like the espionage factor of it um i don't know i still find it really uh, really fun to watch um uh just like having them go through covert missions and things like that um and it's definitely looking at like some of the older bonds through today's lens is quite an interesting experience (laughs) um uh i mean even like the most recent movies i'm just like uh like um like daniel craig uh Craig's Bonds, which I'll be honest, I really enjoy Casino Royale. I think object like that's actually a really good movie, but I think a lot of the other Bonds are just like, you know, here's the same thing but a different villain, um, and they're just full of action cliches. Um, but I just think even like the the most recent ones, they just like the the male chauvinistic uh, uh, perception of Bond is um, just kind of tired. It's tired of it. Um, I think. I don't know. I just think it's gross. <laughs> um, and it just makes it so unbelievable. Like, first off, you just met this woman and now she's instantly in love with you. And like, sometimes that happens multiple times in uh, in a movie. And I just think, first, unrealistic. Second, 
none of the women seem to have any agency and it's usually Bond forcing himself on them. Um, so kind of really rapey, but not to go in that direction, but I'll, I'll admit it's kind of gross. Um, so I don't enjoy those aspects, but I think um, putting that aside, I still kind of enjoy that kind of thing. And I think, of course, that's less so Jason Bourne. That's more of a very, um, that's a trilogy, you know, that's very, um, uh, you know, has a very specific tone, very specific plot thread it's following throughout. And I think that's a more enjoyable experience for that. Um, they say, you know, that's one of the, the genres I enjoy. Um, Would it surprise you that I have not seen a single one of any of those films that you just mentioned? <laughs> actually, kind of. Just with how much they're like on TV and how much they're ingrained. Maybe, I guess maybe it's not a guilty pleasure. I don't know. Um, just with how much they're ingrained in my culture. Um, I do intend to watch some James Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, because I've never, I'm not like actively not watching them. Sure. I just have never seen any of them. So maybe, uh, maybe you start out with the Daniel Craig Bond. Um, but uh, some of the early, the the uh, earlier ones, um, are pretty good too. Even like the ones in the nineties. They they, they use with Batman. Sometimes they could be a bit campy, but um, still kind of fun experiences. Um, and, but I guess I don't know what this says about me. But sometimes just like, um, at, like I guess this is my second category maybe, but. I don't know any like I don't know what this says about me, but any like stylized, gratuitous violence in movies, I guess is fine. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't want to think, and you just sit down and want to watch um, violence. I guess that's more speaking about human nature. Um, but I don't know. So when I say stylized, I mean things like Three Hundred, Sin City, things like that. Things that you know kind of lead like the art style kind of leads to something a bit interesting. That's like oh. I mean, I guess using violence to tell the story too, which is kind of interesting, but um, no, I, I tend to have, uh, enjoy those. Um, and normally, normally sometimes I do think violence can be too gratuitous in violence and not lend itself too much to the plot, but, uh, and just be totally unnecessary. But with some of the, uh, like, especially like 300 and um, Sin City, it's, um, uh, it seems like to be more integrated into the plot and, um, it makes more sense than that. And again, like I said, kind of stylized in a way that makes it less gratuitous. Um, and I'm also thinking back to like um, Kill Bill. Um, what was you it? You were going to throw a Tarantino in there when you said gratuitous violence. <laughs> Same with like Django too, because a lot of times like the gunshot wounds being inflicted don't spray that much blood. Um, but I think there's a reason he's doing it like that. Uh, again, like in a stylized way. But yeah, same with like Kill Bill, and uh, I pre I'm pretty sure it was Volume One, um, uh, where it's that huge fight um, uh, with like all the samurai swords and like limbs are being severed and blood is spraying everywhere in a comical way, um, and he actually had to change that to black that whole scene to black and white um, to make sure it does pass <laughs> through um, uh, the ratings uh, to, to maintain rating that it got um but anyway so something like that you know where it's like this is totally ridiculous this is over the top but kind of still makes for a little watch so i'd say that's kind of my other theme slash genre i guess um nothing too specific there yeah no until you got into the started talking tarantino i was like i don't think the movies that you've mentioned are like 300 i enjoy Maybe. as well yeah um, i would say that's guilty pleasure how many people actually watch i mean i enjoy if, the second one too which um dealt with a different character but same battle i thought the second one was very strange it seemed to just be like listen we need a lot more sex in this one that's my third thing <laughs> no um 
That's true, though. Yeah, I, I say I definitely liked it less, but it was, uh, um, but you know, something I could still have on TV. And Speaking of enjoying things, let's talk about mm-hmm. our trivia this week. Ooh. What's the what's the theme here? What do so we do? this week's trivia, which we actually mentioned at the beginning, uh, way back. <laughs> That's right. Um, we have remember. an alcohol-based trivia, uh, which is it. so much more fun than a water-based trivia. <laughs> so, we each have come up with questions about alcohol or something fitting the theme of alcohol. Uh, who won last week? Oh, that's a very good question. I was supposed to be writing down. I want to say me, but I don't want to just be like, I won. Hmm, how convenient. Yeah, that's why I wasn't trying to like brag if it was me. I just I genuinely guess we could not remember. No, I think it was you. All right, we'll go with that. It was you. It was you. So what is that? Two and one? We'll say, yeah. I'm going to write on this. <laughs> I have it somewhere. I just don't know. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? In um, terms of asking the questions. I guess I can go first. Go for as it. You say in terms of asking the questions. I'm ready, except for I'm first. not. Because I think uh, I think you went first last time. So yes, there we go. Um, oh, wait, before we, what are you drinking in celebration ooh. of this uh, alcohol-themed trivia? Maybe no surprise of you, but usually one of my favorites, um, Guinness. Um, the extra stout variety, which is all they had at Target, but usually one I go with. Um, this is a nice winter filling beer. Um, still something I would drink in the summer, to be honest. People judge me for that, but quite good. Always like a good, good nice drink. How about you? Um, I was going to make something like fancy, like try right. and make like a nice cocktail or something. Uh, and then I decided to just go with uh, my old favorite of rum and Diet Coke. Hey, tried and true. Because you don't get the calories of rum and Coke staying fit. Uh, and aspartame gets you drunk faster. So fun fact. Ooh, very good. That's um, that's the whole point, right? Um, but yeah, it's usually my go-to at a bar, mostly because I never know what else to order. And well, mostly because almost everything I like is like fruity, so you can't taste the alcohol. Uh, right. So I feel like the only thing uh, that people don't make fun of me for ordering uh, <laughs> at a bar would be a rum and Coke. Uh, although I will say diet. Uh, so people can still oh. try and make fun of me for that. But fuck oh, yeah. all those people. You should be able to order yeah. whatever you want. Order whatever uh, you want. I mean, alcohol by itself is not good. It's, it's gross. You can train yourself to like it, like yeah. I'm doing with coffee, because coffee is gross, but I'm training myself to start drinking it. That's what uh, but... Alcohol is the same way. It's inherently gross by itself, and you can train yourself to like it. Mm. Uh, so there is nothing wrong with wanting to get drunk without tasting your alcohol. Uh, and so don't judge people for what they order at a bar. <laughs> That's just my like PSA. PSA. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting like a, the more, you know, to come up. Like, a... <laughs> You missed it. That came up for your aspartame. <laughs> All right. So you have some trivia, trivia on alcohol. <laughs> you could tell we've been drinking. No, um, I'm actually, no, I'm, I'm still on this first one. All right. Uh, that should be enough for you though. Um, <laughs> wow. I say I'm still on my first one. Like I'm have any ability to make another one right now. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not in true. my bar. So true, true, true. All right. So I have a, I have a few here. Um, so I was hoping I go first. Um, I have. Okay. We'll we'll see which ones I, I ask you. But um, first one. Uh, so this uh, drink. Uh, this is a drink that 
either I always forget the details, but I think it was mainly me. It could have been both of us, but it was something that either you, me, and you or just me had on the rooftop bar of the Watergate Hotel when we could do such things. Um, and to give you a hint, if you don't know um, or don't remember, uh, it's made with uh, either bourbon or rye whiskey and vermouth. If you already know, let me know. And I don't have to go through the, the response. Oh, if you have responses, I'd love to hear them because I you don't remember. Love to hear them. All right. Is it A, Manhattan, B, an old fashioned, C, Kentucky Stinger, or D, Brooklyn cocktail? Okay, so the two I had in my head were an old fashioned and a Manhattan, and you named both of them back to back. Yeah. Um, I see again, this is a drink that like is supposed to be Manhattan and old fashioned are both drinks that you're like traditionally supposed to be cool drinks, but I still taste the alcohol in them. So I need right. I need way more fruits Fries and sugars. Order, yeah. So I don't typically order either of these. Um Yeah, but if you know your mixology though. I don't. That vermouth would give it away. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that it is I th- I own I think you ordered a Manhattan. Okay. Yep, you're correct. It was a Manhattan. I was not going based off of the actual <laughs> fact of which one has those ingredients so in it. I was just like, trying to remember which one you ordered. Yeah. And just something that's really relevant. Um, to be fair, though, uh, so I also had to include that because a Brooklyn uh, also has vermouth and either Brooklyn or, or rye whiskey, from my understanding. Um, so if I didn't have that who's to say? there, that would, who's to say? Right? <laughs> you can make any cocktail you want out of anything. Anyway. Moving on you to can number two. order whatever you want at a bar, okay? Yeah. Why do we Assuming have these, you're of like, age. Why do we have to have these like prescriptivist names for these cocktails? Or, I don't know. Anyway, um, so number two, this alcoholic beverage. I don't know if you know we're talking about alcoholic beverages here. Uh, this one is made by fermenting honey with water. It can include various types of fruits, spices, grains, or hops. Let me go through my order here. This matters. Is it A, mead, B, honey wine, C, uh, I want to say mellow mel, mellow mel, um, D, high mint, or E, or I oh don't know, I'll let you go ahead. What's E? Is there an E? <laughs> There's an E. Or is it E, a trick question? Oh, it's got to be that one. Because I knew <laughs> I knew it was mead. And then you started naming other stuff that, like, that other stuff sounds right as well. Yeah, this is just more of a fun question. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. Oh, man, um, give me a softball this week. Yeah, I, I still feel bad for I that. feel bad because only one of mine are multiple choice for you. I thought that's what the format we're going with. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll have this discussion later. Uh, uh, yeah, so of course, you know, me can also uh, be called honey wine. Um, uh, but then to be specific, uh, uh, mellow mellow, I'm probably mispronouncing uh, that. Um, that is made with fruit either before or after fermentation. So I guess that could also mean a pine mint is also a mellow mel because that is fermented with grapes. So like obviously during the fermentation process, um, but specifically grapes could either be um, red or white grapes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was interesting. Just went down a weird Wikipedia mead entry. So that was fun. Number three, this one would be harder or not. We'll see <laughs> with my response. Anyway, um, this Chicago area liquor is named after the Swedish word for wormwood, the main ingredient, and is most known for its bitter taste. Is it A, mort, B, wallort, C, 
Wart with an L, or D, Malort. No fucking clue. <laughs> um, A. Uh, incorrect. Um, but yeah, so if you're um usually, so yeah, this is very much a very uh, Chicago um, liquor. Um, and yeah, it's actually made from wormwood and is very bitter. Um, and it's actually called Malort. And I only included this because someone I know who has never been to Chicago knew about it. So I thought it was more widely known. And I think you'll see various like challenges from like, I don't know, Twitter, TikTok, like trying it, you know, for the first time. Because apparently it was very, very um, potent in its bitterness. And uh, that, I think the reason why is, if I remember this correctly, um, this the, 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 the maker of it. Um, so um, last name was Jepson. Um, he preferred this flavor because I think he lost his sense of taste from years of smoking. So it was such a strong, bitter flavor that he could actually taste it. Um, have you tried it? I have not tried it though. Um, what are you? Why did so you like go to? Chi- why did you move to Chicago <laughs> if you're not going to try? I know. I know. Whatever you said this was called. So I need to find where this is made because they no longer make it. The last employee at this company that made it for, um, for years. Uh, uh, left now well you know of course the company uh, was purchased by someone else but they were no longer employed in 2018 so eventually they went to this um new company i think and i think there are certain locations you could order online i think and then there are certain bars that of course aren't really open right now um or they're just devoted to malort again i'm probably meant mispronouncing that but we'll, uh, we'll just know. All, right, all right so i'm two for three two for three uh, that's okay um i'm sure you'll get these next couple so number four uh the dude from the Big Lebowski, callback, um, prefer drinking this cocktail. I probably don't have to go through these, but I will. Is it A, a Black Russian, B, a White Russian, C, a Nutty Russian, or D, a Muddy Russian? Uh, if you ever went to the trivia that Reagan and I used to host, you would know that this was a trivia question that we asked, and it How is white, it? white Russian. White Russian is correct. Number five. This secret agent created the quote-unquote Vesper Martini, named after an associate while they were on a mission. Is it A, Jack Ryan, B, Ethan Hunt, C, Jason Bourne, or D, James Bond? Kind of sticking with my, you know, theme from earlier. What was the drink called? Uh, Vesper Martini. Well, I know James Bond drinks martinis, but I don't know if this is a trick or if it's just a super easy question like the other ones, except for that one that was hard. Uh, so I'm going to go with James Bond. James Bond is correct. Very easy. Um, I don't know. I doubt. Maybe there's an, a scene somewhere where Ethan Hunt is drinking uh, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. Um, not too sure about Jack Ryan. I don't really watch that at all. And I don't think Jason Bourne really partakes. Um, but yeah, no, James Bond. But yeah, so that's, um, was that four for five? Yeah, four for five. I I don't want to say I crushed it, um, but yeah, I would say did, yeah. I did at least four out of five. You did. You definitely did get a, did not get a percent, though. I feel bad because I don't think mine are going to be as easy. I don't think they're going to be super hard, but they're yeah. definitely not as easy. Knowing me, I'll, I'll probably struggle. Um, uh, so my first one is multiple choice. If you want, I can give you multiple choice but it's going to be it's going to be on the fly coming up with other ones uh so i'll ask you the question and then if you're really struggling i'll throw a few out there but some of them i don't think you're going to 
Uh, the first one, this is my multiple choice question. And I was nice and I only gave you three options because I thought we oh, were, right. I thought when we did multiple choice, we were doing three, but it's fine because I also didn't do multiple choice for the other ones. Uh, That's in, why I made my easy for you. In the 1800s, British soldiers in India invented what drink to help their malaria medicine go down easier? Is it A, rum and coke? Is it B, gin and tonic? Or is it C, Long Island iced tea? That's interesting. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've, I've heard this before. I had I heard it before too, not to brag, but. Well, I can't point it out. And like, why would it be a Long Island iced tea? Who has that? Who just has those ingredients laying around? You barely do. You're not at war. Um, I have the ingredients now in my okay. semi-fully stocked bar. Sometimes. Uh, I'll give you that one. Um, oh, wait, this is definitely gonna be gin and tonic. It is gin and tonic. So tonic has, um, is it quinine? Is that, did I butcher that? Uh, uh, no, quinine, quinine. Quinine, quinine, that sounds way better. Uh, which apparently quinine. helps. Quinine? I don't know. It apparently helps with malaria. So uh, the British soldiers had to take that anyway. Uh, and oh, so they were drinking gin and they didn't like gin by itself, or sorry. They were drinking tonic, and they don't like tonic by itself, uh, which I would agree with. It's gross. Uh, yeah, so then they decided it's way better when you put gin in it. Uh, so that's where the gin and tonic came from. I guess. Okay. All right. So question two. Rather, wait, oh. Question. Would you rather drink tonic with gin than by itself? Yes. Okay. Because at least it's serving a purpose. <laughs> Good point. Um, question two. What is the drink of choice at the Kentucky Derby? Do you, am really? I gonna? Oh, is this a? Do you need multiple choice or do no. you? No, no. It's like famously the drink of the Kentucky Derby. That's why I didn't do multiple choice. <laughs> we know. I don't. Who? Who watches a derby? Ah, uh, is the Kentucky Derby famous? Um. Hmm. But it's like, is it okay? Is it is it like a cocktail or is yes. it like a straight up? cocktail i mean i i don't know how you make it but i think it's do you want me to just i'll give you multiple choice okay if you can yes sorry i just look foolish right now not knowing apparently. is it a a mojito b a mint julep or c a mudslide hmm. it's not c <laughs> i could probably guess it's not c I couldn't think of a third option. <laughs> just the fact that you just said that right now was amazing. I was I was thinking of it internally, but you just gave it to me anyway. Okay. Woo. See, what was the first option? I don't <laughs> It was A a mint no. It was A a mojito, B a mint julep. I'm gonna go B mint julep. Yes. I'm gonna ask them. <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I was going that way anyway, right where you said it. All right, you're two for two. Whew. I don't know if you want to give that to me. <laughs> yes, because I'm not giving you a multiple choice for the next one. Damn it. 
what day of the year sees the highest sale for at-home beer, meaning beer that you like buy at a store and take to your house, not like a bar where you're ordering beer, if that so makes sense. So not like home brewing kits. and No, no, no. Like, take home. like you go to your store that sells beer, depending on what state you live in and your okay. dumbass rules. Um, you buy beer and then you take it home. So what day of the year do you see the most people buying beer and taking it home? day of the year so i'm assuming it's a holiday all right i'll give you multiple choice by saying yes it's a holiday thank you um first instinct is to say my birthday your birthday is not a holiday mine is <laughs> you know uh yeah that's, that's that's good um i like to think mine is um interesting so it's a holiday it's probably one i mean take home people are probably going out for like st patrick's day um because they're taking it home i want to say like fourth of july <laughs> that is correct yeah <laughs> and your exact reasoning is correct uh st patrick's day is the you know most beers purchased at a bar or something and fourth of july is most beer purchased to bring home and blow shit up nice yeah see i um I'm smart sometimes. You are three for three. Is that a hundred percent? Wow, I've yes. never done this well. I might have to decide which uh, questions to give you for the remainder of. Ooh. All right. Um, question five. No, question four. <laughs> Vodka is frequently made from distilled potatoes. What is Tito's vodka made from? Do you say vodka or vodka? I say vodka. Okay, I know people that say vodka. So it's really, I, I've never heard that. I, yeah, I, I it's actually pretty common about. Is it? I feel like it's. Well, I know. Food. I don't know. Maybe I just I, know a lot of people that don't like to say their D's. <laughs> yes, but it's just it's kind of hard not to for me. It's there. I have to say it. I go out of my way to say it. Anyway, um, language man. Uh. What is Tito's man? I feel like I've known this at one point. It's just I'm guessing it's not potatoes. Or is it? No. Hmm. Is it still a vegetable that's grown underground? God, you don't have to give me that. Um I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. I know you're thinking about it. Can I at least ask if it's still a vegetable? Uh you can ask and I will not answer. Hmm. Just give me a guess. I'm trying to make sure we tie on this. I'm going to make sure I make yours harder next time. Um, You're three for three already, so you're probably going to randomly guess the right answer. That's usually how it works, but I usually need time for that. I don't want to waste everyone's time. Um, I'm going to cut it shorter. I know, I know, I know. Can I look it up real quick? No. What else would give Tito's vodka? Vodka, vodka. Oh, if you say the D, you don't have to have such a hard K. Vodka. It's vodka or vodka. <laughs> vodka. Um, if you're Russian, I think you pronounce the K more. Um, I want to say turnips. Oh no. no it is, okay. It's corn. Corn. Okay. I don't know why I was going the root vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> What's gross? Uh, all right. Um, 
Corn. I feel like I knew that. Sorry. Last question. Question five. By the time of his death, what former president had the largest whiskey distillery in the United States? You make it seem like, or you assume I know presidents. Well, first of all, it's by the time of his death, so you can rule some people out. Not that many, though. So you know that Jimmy Carter does not have a booming whiskey (laughs) distillery. Was it natural causes of death? Yes. (laughs) Okay. It's not some obscure president, is it? No. I wouldn't do that to you. (laughs) What time frame are we talking? The time frame where presidents or former presidents would own a distillery. (laughs) 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 You can cut a large chunk out. I I don't know. Anything can happen nowadays. Let a president own their own hotel chain. Although, Um, to be fair, Trump has a winery. So... (laughs) you look foolish now huh um fool who would who would do such a thing i want to say do they have a large role in hamilton i mean i'm gonna say yes because that doesn't act like i feel like it still leaves the ones that you're debating Hmm. 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 i'm gonna go with jefferson unfortunately no damn really uh, and I only put this question in because I find it incredibly ironic uh, because he is the only sitting president in American history to lead the army uh, when he led them to Western Pennsylvania to put down the Whiskey Rebellion, uh, and that is George Washington. Ah, I was between him and Washington. So George Washington, uh, obviously, and this is one of my favorite lines in Hamilton, Uh, where Thomas Jefferson basically says, um, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you tax our whiskey? Uh, And Mm. that's a direct reference to, it was Alexander Hamilton's idea to raise the money uh, for this new country by taxing whiskey. And people in Western Pennsylvania got really upset about it uh, and, you know, tried to like have a mini revolution. It really wasn't that big. Uh, and George Washington himself led the army to put down this rebellion. And then he was like, damn, whiskey's like a super profitable business. Uh, I'm going to get into that. And so after he left office, he created a distillery. And fun fact, uh, Mount Vernon still sells whiskey uh, based off of his recipes. And that that money actually funds Mount Vernon. So, you know, all these facts you're giving are just making me feel ashamed that I got that wrong since, you know, I feel like I should have known all this. I Here you go. You won it, this week. Congrats. It was kind of a harder question. It, it was. You, um, you did help me. You, you helped me along, though. Although, I mean, honestly, though, were you thinking anyone besides Jefferson or Washington? Uh, not at that point. So it kind of was 50-50 anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, there's yeah. some obscure president that I always forget. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I don't know. I, re- I really, uh, I feel like I really hurt you uh, for that Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm still emotionally scarred by that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that concludes the trivia portion of today's podcast. All right. So real quick before we sign off, because I know we're running a little bit behind because I guess we had a lot to talk about for politics this week. Yeah, a little little bit of venting, but um, definitely definitely worth the time we spend. Um, So I don't want to do a full sports section, uh, but before we leave, uh, since the Eagles will not be in the playoffs, any teams that you're rooting for in the playoffs? That's a very good question. Um, I got a, so the, the main team I think I will be paying attention to uh, would be the Bills. I think that's, um, uh, I don't know, there's just a team to watch out for. Um, I love Josh Allen. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback. And I'm not just saying that because he was on my fantasy team that took me to the championship and won. Um, oh, is that the one you beat me in? Yeah. I uh, dick. I had to mention it. Um, no, I just uh, I just think it's a great story. Um, I don't know they're they're just always in, in division, you know, overshadowed by the Patriots, and I think it's uh, it's great to see them here. Um, I guess another one I would mention would be the Titans. Um, just again, like very talented team. Uh, I think um, great story there, and I guess more personal reasons. Uh, back when they were the, I believe the Houston Oilers. I'm going to say my 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 grandfather followed them during those days and kind of stayed with them. Uh, uh, even with uh, uh, coming over to uh, you know being the Titans, um, and I think uh, for him those are his uh, that's his personal favorite. So yeah, I think that would be really cool to see them uh, advancing to the playoffs um, for him. So those have to be my picks, not the Bears, even though I am around Chicago. I don't think well, they deserve to be in there. <laughs> going based off of your logic, uh, I guess I would have to be a Buccaneers fan because. Uh, Buccaneers players got me a championship in one of my fantasy leagues, but I am not oh, yeah. rooting. I'm not rooting for the Buccaneers. Oh, thank Although, God. They're going to beat Washington. Let's be real. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think we're kind of in agreement there. I really hate that Indy and Buffalo are playing because yeah. they would have been two of my uh, teams to root for, uh, but definitely looking forward to seeing whatever, whoever wins that game. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to be rooting for that team. Uh, yeah. And I would agree Tennessee um, because of, you know, Derrick Henry is an absolute beast. And I like, uh, I like, you know, Tannehill's story of basically being rescued from the Dolphins team, which, <laughs> you know, it, it worked out for everybody, apparently. Yeah. Um, I really just love and we've talked about this before. I love when division teams play against each other in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think playing for that third time in a year, just like all of the tension uh, and the familiarity and the rivalry just intensifies uh, in the playoffs. And I think it's super cool. Uh, it's unfortunate with all of the, like the COVID situation for Cleveland, because I was definitely rooting for Cleveland in that game. Uh, oh, yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, but yeah. As far as the um, NFC, I don't know. Whoever wins, wins, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, for I think I have to keep piggybacking off this. Um, I'm going to talk about this for a while. Um, but for Washington, I think that would be cool. Is it going to happen? Probably not against this Tampa Bay team. But, you know, I think they it would be could, a really cool story. They, like Cinderella story. They barely beat the Eagles who were trying to throw that game, which I know – we're not going to get super into it, but 
that wouldn't have been a national story if Washington was just like winning significantly when the Eagles pulled Hertz right. uh, because all Washington had to do was be up by like two touchdowns and then no one really would have cared. But the fact that the Eagles who were trying to lose that game still had a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, so that's I why I don't think Washington has any chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only thing I'll say to that is that it was in the Eagles best interest to lose. We yes. Won. I'm happy. Um, screw everyone else. This is not a moral sport. So why are you talking about morality? Anyway. Um, yeah, so I think that would be interesting if they can somehow pull off a win here. They would have to get really lucky. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, Tom Brady has had really bad games this year, and that could be this one. I don't know. I think the defense is something um, to uh, you know, be afraid of, um, you know, Washington's defense. I think they kind of improved over the uh, last few weeks. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, that's kind of a game I'm, I'm looking at, too. But no hopes there. So, we will say go Indy or Buffalo, go Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, because I don't dislike Baltimore either. So it's like, because, I That's mean, too. Lamar Jackson helped me lose to you in the playoffs. So that was <laughs> in the championship. So yeah, I I do think that these are going to be some good games, and I'm excited for the playoffs. Yeah, I think the playoffs always, every year, uh, each round of the playoffs always has at least one like super good game. And I'm excited to watch all of these games upcoming. Oh this yeah. Weekend. Like this is, yeah, this is a great uh, wild card weekend. This with these, these, uh, and these great it's the first year that there's six playoff games in the wild card round. So because of the That's added teams, yeah. so That's extra football, you can't hate that. Can't hate it. All right. Uh, this concludes another wildly successful episode of Mouth Stuff. Uh, we can say that uh, because so, yeah. uh, we're the people who listen. Well, you don't listen to it, but I listen to it. Um, I trust you. Thank you if you are still listening. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised if people are still listening, but I am. Uh, if you are listening and you don't like us yet on social media or follow us, I guess follow us is you follow on social media except for uh, Facebook. Uh, we do have a social media presence. Uh, so Facebook, we are at Mouth Stuff Pod, and Twitter, we could not get that handle, so we are at M Stuff Pod. Uh, so please follow us on those social media. And do you have anything to add before I cut us off randomly uh, and we, abruptly? No, just that. Yeah, we are officially on the line. So go ahead and go on that line and like us or follow or whatnot whatever you do on these social medias on the line <laughs> on the line <laughs> I, I love that movie uh if you're unfamiliar the movie that we are referencing is of course